Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do, and you feel inspired, and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hello guys, welcome to my podcast. (laughs) On my previous episode, I told you that I wanted to talk about books here more because this is what inspires me to read because I love sharing what I read. And I remember even back in my teenage years, I was reading Richard Bach and Neil Donald Walsh. And Those are deep books, you know, and I wanted to talk about my insights, but I had no one to talk to because, like, people around me were not interested. I was 13 or 14 when I was reading those books, and I couldn't share those deep things. I felt like I couldn't share those deep things with anyone because uh, my parents were at work all the time, my grandparents were not really interested. I think I was sharing something with my grandma, but I'm not sure now. And my friends, I just changed school and I really wanted to fit in. And this is a conclusion that I made back then that in order to fit in, I need to dim my light and I need to be like everybody else. I was just listening to a webinar by Lauren Sapala, where she was talking about this. She said that highly creative, introverted people often make this conclusion about themselves in their childhood that there's something wrong with them because our world and all the processes are aimed at extroverts. I remember even reading about this in a book about extroverts and introverts. can't remember what it was called, but this is what happened to me since... Like everybody was outgoing and teenage you know, with all the teenage problems and romance and stuff. I felt different. I was not interested in romance. I was reading a lot and I was reading like Paulo Coelho and Richard Bach and, you know, and I felt like I had no one to talk to about this. Although maybe, like, with the knowledge that I have now, I could be louder about my passions and maybe find my tribe. But, you know, you live and learn. Back then, I didn't know about this. So I didn't do that. But yeah, when I read and share, this is, like, it's my passion. I love talking about what I read. I love talking about what I learn. And I love learning. And I have one episode. I will add book club in the beginning of that episode. And it was the episode where I talked about the book Money and the Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Oh yeah, it's called Reading Journal. Money and the Law of Attraction, part one, Reading Journal. It's the episode 23. 
And so how I recorded that episode was I was reading, like there were three parts in that book. And after every part, I would record like a short fragment where I would share three best ideas from that part that I loved. And there were three parts. So there were nine best ideas that I found like in the end after I finished reading the book. I published that episode and it was like an hour long or like, I don't know, 49 minutes or something. And it was with nine insights that I had. And I love that format. But I was thinking about maybe after I finish reading every book, I would just share like three best ideas from every book that I'm going to read. And I was trying to do this right now before I started recording this, because today I want to talk to you about the book Money and the Law of Attraction, part two by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And three ideas is just like I had to actually pick because there were so many great ideas that I wanted to share. And three is like, oh my God, but it's cool because otherwise I will tell you the whole book, right? And then you won't be interested in maybe like reading it because I will just retell all of it. To you, And it's also against the copyright law, so I'm not gonna do that. And so today I will do my best to share just three amazing ideas from the book Money and the Law of Attraction Part 2 by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And first I will tell you a little bit about the book. So the book has three parts and two of them are about health and one of them is about Korea. And um, like it's part two... There is also part one where they talked a little bit more about like money in general. But this book is actually called Money and the Law of Attraction, Learning to Attract Wealth, Health and Happiness. So, yeah, I don't know why it's called Money and the Law of Attraction, because they are discussing wealth, health, and happiness. They talk a lot about health, they talk a lot about happiness, and they do talk about wealth and career and money, but not more than they talk about health. And at the same time, this book is precious, amazing. Like, everybody should read this, especially in these times of pandemic, you know. They talk about health a lot, and like, it's so needed. This information is so so precious, so needed. And you know what? Actually, I will, this is what I will do. Today, I will talk about health because, yeah, see, I failed already. <laughs> I wanted to pick three ideas from this book, just three, but I just decided that I'm not going to do this because I want to talk to you. I want to tell you, I want to remind you what Abraham Hicks say about health because I just find it so important to talk about health and how we create our own reality, we create our own experiences with our body through our thinking processes and I feel like we don't talk much about it and at the same time we talk a lot about our body and how divine this 3D experience is and how we honor our human body. And I'm so happy to be a part of this community of mindful people who know and feel that when our body gets sick, 
it wants to tell us something and it's an invitation to look within, you know, to dive in and to connect even more with our shadow, you know. And this is why I want to talk to you about this. This is why I want to share those amazing ideas from this book with you, because you will get it, because you will use it, because you need this information. And this is why I want to make a separate episode where I talk about health and what, like, Abraham Hicks says about health. Because I know some of you guys listen to Abraham Hicks and, like, we share this passion together. So you will get this and you will see value in it. And I'm so excited to share this with you. And the first thing I want to share with you is something I realized uh, when I was struggling with my acne and I was trying to heal it. And this is when I was listening to a lot of segments on YouTube from Abraham Hicks workshops. And I found like this idea And now it's obvious to me when it comes to acne, but like when we talk about something else, like some other issue, I tend to forget it. And so this is like a reminder, both for you and for myself, that we manifest sickness in our body, not because we think exactly about that sickness and so, and we attract it in our body, but because of the common vibration that sickness has with our state of being, you know? And this is, by the way, where Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Body, comes very useful because do you remember that table she had in that book with diseases and their vibrational causes and the affirmations to heal them? I remember healing sore throat with the help of those affirmations. It helped every time. Oh my God, like... It works miracles. And also, if you want to dig deeper, there is this thing called German New Medicine, Five Biological Laws by Dr. Hammer. He was studying the same thing and like he just goes deeper into like inner biological conflicts that cause different disease in different areas of our body. I have a website. I mean, not. I, I don't have a website. I use one website to dig in, you know, like when I have some symptoms and I don't know how to, like where they came from. This website always helps me to uncover like inner conflicts and heal them. And I will leave the link to that website in the show notes. And I will tell you like right away. And then I will get back to talking about the book that like if you're interested in studying German new medicine, this website may seem complicated at first sight. But what you need is the menu where there are different organs, like all organs of our body, like digestive system, reproductive system, joints, muscles, brain, like etc. etc. And so like you find the area you need to work on or you need to study more. And then like there's a lot of text there with a lot of pictures. All you need uh, at the beginner level is the biological conflict, active phase and healing phase. That's all you need to just understand what to do with it. Like you have a sore throat and you find that area and then you find the biological conflict or they usually have more than one, a bunch of biological conflicts that may cause the disease. And you read them and you look for the hints 
within you. Like when you face that conflict, when something happened that triggered this conflict within you, you remember those situations. And then you look at conflict active phase and healing phase because usually conflict active phase happen without us noticing. It's when our body just gathers all the resources to survive, you know. And then when the conflict is behind us and there is a healing phase, this is when we experience symptoms. So a lot of symptoms that we have that we notice and that we worry about are healing symptoms. And so all you need to do to help your body to recover quickly is to find that conflict and talk to yourself, talk to your inner child, you know, talk to your body that used the information that you had in your mind while your mind was experiencing that biological conflict and just calm it down. Talk to yourself lovingly and explain that there is no danger there, everything is behind already, like I'm safe. And so, and then you let your body heal and you do energy work and you, you know, manifest health by being a vibrational match to how you would feel if you were healthy already and you just don't stand on your way to healing, on your body's way to healing. So this is what I had to say about that website that I'm going to add in the show notes about the German New Medicine. And so now back to that idea that I wanted to share, that we manifest sickness Not because we think about the sickness itself, but because of the vibration that is going on inside of us. And often the vibration of disease is, and you will see it also in the German New Medicine if you decide to study it, that this vibration of helplessness, this vibration of disempowerment is what causes disease in our physical body. And this is what we feel when we watch too much news or we talk to people about the stuff that worries us. When we boil in this energy of worry, we feel powerless to change something. We feel fear, which makes us stressed. And then our body reads those signals and thinks that we're in danger and it turns on the systems in our body that are responsible for survival and it just shuts down everything else that is less important for our survival. And I remember one of the ways Abraham Hicks recommended to deal with a disease is to ask yourself, how does it make you feel? Like, what is the main feeling that you have? What is this dominant feeling, dominant vibration that you have inside when you think about this disease? And usually it means that, like when you find that feeling, it usually is the same feeling that has been dominant in your system long before the disease showed up. And maybe it manifested differently back then when you just started vibrating at that level. Maybe it was manifesting like in your reality, some little tiny problems that made you feel the same. And as Abraham Hicks loves to say, if you miss the signal, don't worry, it will get bigger. And so your disease became the bigger signal, the one that you cannot miss, that you need to work on, that you need to do shadow work on, because it just raises your level of awareness, right? Because you cannot not notice the disease in your body. The second idea from the book that I loved and I want to share with you is that 
our thoughts affect our physical bodies much more than anything else, than any outside factor. I remember a cool story about this. A few years ago, I was dating a man from Canada back when I worked in an oil and gas industry. And he was talking about this guy from his work who got sick. And when he asked him why, like how that happened, he said he got sick probably because he drank ice cold water. And my boyfriend said... It's interesting that I hear it only from Russians. You Russians are so powerful, you can survive freaking cold, like minus 40 degrees Celsius, minus 50 degrees Celsius winters. No problem. But at the same time, only you Russians say that you can get sick by drinking ice-cold water or sitting under the air conditioner. And he said it and he giggled and changed the subject. But it just stayed with me, you know, and like I was thinking about it afterwards and it made me question because back then I thought so too, because like my mom raised me with this idea that you can get sick, you can get a sore throat when you drink ice cold water or yeah, you can get sick if your air conditioner is on for too long. I thought so too, I believe that. And when he giggled at that, I was like, what? There is a different reality? <laughs> like, you can drink ice-cold water and not get sick? Huh? <laughs> really? And so I thought about it for a while, and I remember I was testing it. Like, I would drink cold water, and there would be a thought in me, like, oh no, like, I'm drinking cold water. My throat will get sore. And then I will be like, no... People don't get sore throat after drinking ice-cold water. And then I would, you know, move on with my life and I wouldn't get sick after this. And of course, like a bunch of experiences like this, and I stopped believing that idea completely. And then I taught my younger sister that. And she drove my mom crazy with that because my mom, like, there was no way to convince her. Still, there is no way to convince her. She's still convinced that this is how you get sick. You just drink ice-cold water and you sit under the air conditioner and voila. Even though my sister drinks cold water and is absolutely healthy. And so we often forget about this. We think about the outside factors. And, like, I... <laughs> I don't want to trigger anybody, but we are all mindful people here and coaches listen to my podcast. And this is why I I want to talk to you about this too, like about the the pandemic that we have here now. Like when we look at the symptoms closely, we will realize that a lot of symptoms people experience are actually healing symptoms. And I just like, I talk about this and I'm like, there is this alarm in my head right now. Like, meh, meh, meh. are you sure you want to talk about this? Are you sure you want to trigger people? Because this is something I kept, like, this is something I discussed only with my sister and my husband all this time. But when we look at the symptoms, those are healing symptoms. And, like, what we notice with this thing... I don't want to name it, although, like, why wouldn't I? Like, when we talk about COVID, what I noticed, at least here in Russia, is that there are healing symptoms and people obsess about them because they, they blame uh, viruses and they get scared. And this there is this energy of 
fear going on and then other people start manifesting those same symptoms and at the same time those are healing symptoms after a conflict active phase and then like everything comes down a little bit people relax a little bit and when they relax they start experiencing again the symptoms that happened during the healing phase but since nobody knows that those are the symptoms of the healing phase they get scared of those symptoms and then there is this like second wave of pandemic which again consists mainly of the healing symptoms and it's freaking crazy and this energy of disempowerment and this feeling that people just don't have their life under their control don't have their health under their control and they are dependent on like viruses and other people who wear or don't wear masks and like stuff like that it's just so crazy nobody listens to themselves you know everybody is just scared to live of course people manifest diseases because this is the main vibration that manifests disease, feeling powerless, feeling stressed, feeling scared, feeling out of control, feeling chaotic inside and anxious. Those are the vibrations of low immune system, you know. But what I specifically wanted to talk about within this idea that our thoughts affect our physical body much more than any other outside factor is getting old. Because I hear it even in... The lightworkers community and i hear it a lot in the lightworkers community that we accept the fact that we create our reality we accept the fact that our energy is powerful and when it comes to getting old people are just like but like this is what happens to our body and we take it as uh, non-negotiable we take it as something like we cannot change completely right and i don't know about your countries but here in russia we have the stereotype still that after 30 years old, women, well, people in general, but especially women, are just, you know, breaking. <laughs> like, our system breaks after 30 and, like, we're done. And, again, I don't know how it is in your country. Maybe, like, you have a different stereotypical age after which you have just this process of getting old, <laughs> active in your body. And you cannot do anything about it. But here in Russia, it's 30. I remember hearing from my parents and grandparents a lot when I was growing up that at the age of 30, all your chronic diseases show up and new diseases start. And I even heard from my mom, uh, she said multiple times that after the age of 30, the mechanism of getting old turns on in your body, like switches on. And I took it by default uh, when I was younger and then when I started uh, studying Louise Hay's work and listening to Abraham Hicks, I started doubting it because like, what, what does it even mean? What mechanism of getting old? Like what your body as it turns 30 says, okay, now we need to create a lot of wrinkles and like, I don't know, and come up with some chronic diseases just because she's turning 30. And we all know people who look like Greek goddesses and gods, even at the age of 70 and 60 and 50, right? We all saw these people, like, I don't know, on TV at least. And we're like, oh, genes. We can blame our genes if we don't look the same 
at their age. But it's our thoughts that create that. And we usually take it by default because, like, we see somebody, uh, like, my grandpa decided he was old when he turned like 45 or 49. And Abraham Hicks was talking about this in this book, that we see a person and like we see how this person is getting old, you know, and how their body changes. And we take it and like we trust it, we accept it as the universal truth that when we are as old as this person, we're going to look like this. And at the same time, we completely forget that we don't know what's going on under the surface. We cannot open this person's head and look at their beliefs and look at their experiences and look at their vibration, you know? We just see what we see. We see something that is like on the outside and we trust it and accept it and we don't have to. Our body is programmed to heal naturally. We have so many cells in our body and they know what to do. That's why our wounds heal. Our body, our cells know what to do and know how to heal. And if we don't stay on our body's way, if we don't resist the healing by observing the disease, by staying in anxiety and stress, our body heals because it's programmed to heal because it knows what to do. And I also love when Abraham Hicks, when they talk about the fact that our body knows what to do, they often say that you don't need to consciously breathe in and breathe out, like your body does it on its own. You don't need to consciously all the time take part in the heart beating process and you know, pump the blood and make the blood circulate all over your body. Your body knows how to do this. It does it. And the same with healing. Your body knows how to heal. But you resist it and you stand on its way when, like, when your body is healthy and happy and knows how to heal, is programmed to heal, and you look at somebody who's sick and you just accept this belief that like in the age of, I don't know, 45, you will have this disease too because three people you met today have this disease at this age. And like, this is what you're going to manifest because your thinking processes are more powerful. Like when you stand on your way of your health, you're going to create resistance and you're going to manifest what you expect because your expectation is very powerful. And if you have strong emotions that you add to it, no matter positive or negative, and here I'm talking about the negative, like if you have fear, strong fear of this expectation, and at the same time you expect it and you do something to prevent it, but at the same time you expect it, you know, like, do you see what I'm talking about? You create this thing. And what Abraham Hicks also said in this book about this is that when we're trying to recover, like when we are working on healing our diseases, we can ask the medical industry for assistance, but we cannot expect it to fix our vibration for us. Like it can help in the process of our healing, it can assist but it cannot do the impossible. It cannot influence our misalignment. Because in the end, we still cannot ignore it. We still cannot fully 
heal our body without looking at the dominant vibration in our body and healing those fears and, and this anxiety and this stress and those inner conflicts that are going on in our body. Like it's the most important work anyway. Our alignment is the most important thing anyway. And shadow work as a very important step that leads us to our alignment is something we also cannot go without. Like we will have to look at our misalignment and fix it first. It's the most important work. And the third idea from this book that I really loved is that some diseases seem unchangeable, incurable, and hopeless because oftentimes our thoughts are incurable, unfixable, and hopeless. And some diseases may seem very hard to get rid of because we have these thoughts that seem for us very hard to get rid of. And this is why nothing changes for a long time because our cells renew and our body changes every time right and still we often can't cure something like acne in my case or like some chronic disease that you have that like people have in years because we don't change we don't look at our thinking patterns in years we don't look at what triggers us we don't add awareness we don't look at our symptoms we often just accept the fact that we're sick and it becomes even our second identity, right? We start talking about ourselves as a person with this disease, a person with this like acne and struggling with this acne and trying to heal this acne becomes our second nature. And I'm talking about myself here. I'm not like talking about, I don't know your situations. I'm talking about myself. You know how I healed my acne twice in my life? I was doing this visualization. Oh, I think I shared it already. But anyway, I will share it again. I heard it somewhere many years ago. Like I was, it was 2013, I think. I had severe acne. I was deeply unhappy with how I looked. I cried when I looked at myself in the mirror for years. And then I heard, I started listening to this Russian podcast. And I heard like the host didn't talk exactly about this. But she was talking about some principles that I implemented in, in that visualization. So I made up that visualization. Uh, I was standing in the shower and I was imagining that I have this like film on my skin with all the acne. And I even used my hands like I made it just like an active physical visualization I was imagining that I take this film off my skin and all the acne is on that film. And my main idea, my main goal was to see clear skin underneath that film. Like I visualized taking that film with all the acne, like that top layer of my skin with all the acne on it and seeing healthy skin underneath it and I was doing it part by part like first forehead and it took me like in the beginning it was hard for me to even see with my vision and my imagination to see my skin healthy like it was hard for me and so I spent a lot of time trying like I wouldn't finish that visualization until I saw my skin healthy and so first forehead then 
temples, then cheeks, then chin. And when I had some extra difficult parts of my face that I couldn't imagine healthy, I would Google how healthy skin looks. I would look at the picture. I would try to memorize them, you know, to close my eyes and see that part of a face clear. And then I would keep doing that active visualization, trying to imagine those parts of my face healed. It took me a while to get used to even the idea that my skin can be healthy. And it took me like I think a month, maybe a little bit over it, but not like a year, maybe a month or two to clear my skin. Like the worst acne I had in years, I healed it in like a month or two and acne didn't come back until like five years later or something because I began worrying about it again because I began taking oral contraceptives and then I stopped using them and I was worried that it will affect my skin and it did. And so a few years later, I started doing this visualization again and now I have clear skin. I don't have acne. I have like random little spots here and there, but they are just not the deep thingies under my skin. They're just like tiny, you know? And what I also noticed is that I really love playing Overwatch, but when I play Overwatch, I sometimes get very mad and I become aggressive. And if I don't shut down the game when it makes me feel bad, when I push through and I keep playing and keep trying to prove my playmates that they are wrong and that they are bad at the game and I need to try to win, you know, then on the next day or like in two days, I will have acne again. I decided to make this experiment and stop playing for a while. And like it took me three to four days and my skin got clear. And now I play Overwatch like just once a week for an hour and that's it. I love the game, but it's so important for me to stay healthy. And I still haven't managed to learn how to play Overwatch without getting angry at some point. So, you know, my mental health is more important for me. And I don't even remember why I decided to share these examples with you. But uh, the quote I was talking about was, some diseases seem incurable and unchangeable because our thoughts are unchangeable. I guess I was trying to tell you that like we don't pay attention to the dominant vibration in our body and we don't do something about it because we don't connect the two. We think that the way we feel inside doesn't affect our body because our body is like a separate, I don't know, something that lives its own life and is absolutely not connected to how we feel. And this is why we don't do inner work. We don't do shadow work. We don't add awareness to like how we feel inside and we keep manifesting the same diseases over and over and over again because we start associating with them those diseases become part of us and then we think that those diseases are incurable without realizing that when we think that we make them incurable and i'll stop here and on the next episode i will tell you uh, like it will also be a book club and I will tell you about three cool ideas about the law of attraction that I found in the book Money and the Law of Attraction Part 2 by Stern Jerry Hicks. 
But I just felt like, you know, when I started recording this episode, I decided that I'm not gonna go into details about the health and like health and the law of attraction. But when I started recording it, I was like, I have to talk about this. So I guess spirit, my spirit team wanted you to know about this, wanted me to talk about it because I'm really passionate about this topic. Because, you know, when I listen to some lives of the light workers and they say, what is this message that you want to address, but you are scared to talk about because you will make people mad? This is one of the topics that I want to discuss because like, let's talk health. Like, what is going on here? Why don't people understand that they're creating their disease? Why they blame something else that is outside of them and give away their control over their own body? It's so important. And I'm glad I actually shared this with you. So... Thank you so much for listening and reach out. And if you want to discuss it, if you have thoughts about this, shoot me a DM on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. And yeah, I will talk to you in my next episode. And thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy I received feedback from you. You guys, it means the world to me that you listen to my podcast and... Yeah, have a lovely rest of your day. Kisses. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.